So, good morning, everyone. I am Pastor Chuck Blair. It's wonderful to have you joining us here, whether you're joining us live in our studio audience or joining us from all different parts of the U.S. It's great to have you here today. And today we have a service that, that should really leave a smile on your face. And it's, it's dealing with this idea of enchantment, this idea of, of being able to see God and being able to see awe in the world, being able to maybe recapture this, a little bit of magic. Now, one of the things we do here at New Church Live is we not only do these services on Sunday, we also do 10 minutes of morning calm every morning, a little devotional. We also try to create ways that that people can form community because that's part of this magic of life, this enchantment when we're with other people. So what I would like to offer to you is you might want to get involved in our book club coming up this spring. And again, some of you will be watching this no doubt next spring. And we'll always have these different offerings online. It's just a chance to form community. We do a book club every year. Sometimes we do a couple of them. This year, the book club is around Finding Chica. That will be starting in a few short weeks. You're more than welcome to go online, take a look at it, and register if that is something that interests you. So today, again, coming back to this idea of of the concept of awe and the concept of magic and the concept of enchantment. And and today, we're going to look at at this really core idea around the beauty of doing the right thing. And it's not just the beauty of us doing it, but it's the beauty of when we get to witness someone else doing it. Like, what does it look like when when someone else does the right thing? And it just changes our life. And sometimes it's small little things. A gift certificate to free coffee at Wawa. It's not always a big thing. It's oftentimes the little things that we witness and the little things that we lean into. And why does that matter? What's, what's the spiritual dynamic here? I want to step over here to talk about this, because this is, this is so critically important. It's something we talk a lot about here at New Church Live, because it's an incredibly important place to stand. And that's this part of Christian New Church theology, which is how do we answer the question, how do I serve? Which is interesting, right? We're talking about awe and, and enchantment and wonder. And a lot of that comes down to this idea of service. How do we serve? Well, here's an answer that I'd ask us all to consider and ask us all to hold. And this is is one of those things we need to touch back on again and again and again because it's incredibly important and transformative for our lives. What do we serve? We serve the good things in other people. Now, it doesn't mean we ignore the challenges in life. No, those challenges in life are the call. They kind of get us moving, but then as we approach those challenges, as you do that, start looking for the good in other people. Serving the good in the neighbor is the fancy theological speak around that. And and, and the beauty of that, folks, is that, that as we step into that, boy, does that start to open up our world in ways that are very enchanting, ways that are very magical, because you start to see that magic over and over and over and over again. I know for me this morning, I fell into an old habit. Probably many of you will resonate with this, which is waking up and reciting my 10 problems for the day. It's going to be this challenge, this challenge, this challenge, this challenge, this, that, all this stuff, right? You know, 58 years old, I am just tired of that. And I can't seem to kick it. Somehow, though, I imagine for us, that there is, there can be a sense of relief, a sense of moving beyond that. We really take to heart this idea of of really searching out the good in the world. That's that's what matters. That's what will actually change things. 
And a little caveat here, just remember, if in your head right now is going, well, that's not realistic, just how are you defining reality? <laughs> because if you're defining reality then as all negative, that's the only thing that can be real is the negative stuff. Maybe that's something worthy of re-examining, worthy of looking at again. Because maybe this, folks, maybe the good stuff is the actual real stuff. Maybe the good stuff is where we should put our attention, where, where, that even, where that matters the most. When we do that, take a look at this definition of awe. Maybe we come to understand awe in a new way. This is a beautiful definition of what awe is. Being in the presence of something vast and mysterious that transcends our current understanding of the world. Struck by, by that that seeing that, you know, again and again, it's, it's, it could be something like seeing something from the outside, the Grand Canyon, for example, seeing that, no doubt a very awe-inspiring thing to do and an awe-inspiring thing to behold. But we also can see it in other places too, specifically in people, and that's what we're going to be looking at today. And what I'd ask you to think about today is, is maybe hold it this way. Take a look at this idea. Not just a sense we develop from the outside in, but maybe also an orientation from the inside out. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, again, we can, we can step to the edge of something beautiful to see. That can be very awe-inspiring. That's really important. We should all do those things that do that. Out on a walk this morning, beautiful walk. Down by a creek, beautiful creek. That can create a sense of awe, absolutely. And, and yet, I, I wonder as well, is there maybe a call is there maybe a call not just for us to like witness this thing and have it create this sense of awe, but for us to literally see awe, enchantment, magic, literally starting to see the world that way. So it doesn't matter if we're out in nature or not, even though it's a great place to be. We could be anywhere. We start to carry this sense of awe with us, and it starts to move us in all kinds of different ways. And one of the most fascinating parts of human beingness is, is what resonates in all of our hearts, that, that idea that, that, that we can see something or witness something or start to see from the inside out, and we can start to share those experiences together, that there's something inside of us that resonates with this magic outside of us, and vice versa. So what I want to do is this, is I want to show you a super short video. No doubt many of you have already seen this video. And, and it's super short, it's 13 seconds. And what I want you to do is I want you to take a look at it, and then I'm going to give you a question to think about as we go into our first song. So take a look at this short little video. My friend, you are just adorable. I love that little video, you know, and the little boy, you can't quite hear him that well, but he's, he's, you know, he's screaming as he runs towards him, my friend, my friend. You know, what is it, folks? Like, if you were to answer the question, if you were to answer the question, what impact did the video have on you and why? Because I, I, it's interesting. I, I think there's something to that, right? Where we, we see a video like that. We're going to see a couple of videos like that today that impact us, and it always is this smiling question, why? 
Why does that little tiny clip move us? So what I'd invite you to do as the musicians come out for the first song is to shoot me a message. You can do it by text or you can put it in one of our chat rooms for the service, some of the other platforms that we're streaming on right now. And you can text me an answer at 215-740-3662. That's 215-740-3662. Looking at what impact did that video have on you and why? And then we're going to fold that back into this idea of a wonderful life, this, this idea of a sense of awe, this idea of a sense of magic, this idea that maybe we can start to see the world in an enchanted way again. So welcome, friends. Welcome to New Church Lies. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white The bright blessed day The dark sacred night And I think to myself What a wonderful world Of the rainbow so pretty in the sky are also on the faces of people passing by I see friends shaking hands singing how do you do they're really saying I Babies cry And I watch them grow They'll learn so much more Than I'll ever know And I think to myself What a wonderful world I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Why, what a beautiful song. Wonderful world. Thank you, Ethan. That was, that was beautiful. So, so folks, it's, it's interesting reading. Uh, here's a few that, that people wrote in. And again, there's a bunch on our different platforms. So I'm just reading a, uh, a sampling here. Pure love because of the innocence and joy, not one inhibition. Isn't that beautiful? It's a clear depiction of unadulterated joy and a reminder of a place that we adults need to get back to. Amen to that, brother. The video was poignant. 
I want so much for us to love each other like that. This video always warms my heart. It brings a smile to my face. It's beautiful acceptance and innocence. The video clips move me because it shows unbridled joy in simply encountering another human being, which is accessible, and this is key, which is accessible deep inside us all. Innocence and uncorrupted life. Seeing the video had a huge impact on me. Being a teacher, I saw such joy and happiness as the little boy saw his friend. They welcomed each other with such open arms and innocence without any judgment. And there's, there's a lot, lot of different things we could say there, folks. And it's, it's fascinating to watch, right? We see that was 13 seconds and look at all you knew. 13 seconds and look at all you knew. There's incredible power, right, in this, in this spiritual part when we get to that part of our lives. We're not out here kind of living in all our problems. There are problems. They are worthy of our consideration, but we're not living there. We're living in this place where we're taking in the world in this way, with what you just did over 13 seconds. And what happens there, well, I think there's a number of things. I think, I think we see something that is genuine. I mean, as, as people said, you know, it's, it's uninhibited joy. It's, it's just, it's completely genuine. No pretense, no, no anything like that. And it's a place where we're both seen and recognized. I think that's so much part of witnessing the right thing, of the beauty of doing the right thing, is, is where we really have that seen and recognition. We're both seen and recognized. I mean, where we're playing a part in that little reunion between those friends, where we're seen by someone and someone recognizes us. That's a spiritual task. And, and folks, there's this beautiful line. This is one I would definitely take a screenshot of or I'd take a, take a photograph if you're here in our studio audience of this because I think this quote is so worthwhile for us to hold on to because I think it's incredibly important because it speaks directly to that idea, that new church, that Swedenborgian idea, what do we serve? What does God ask us to serve? God asks us to serve the good and the neighbor. Well, Toni Morrison had beautiful language, same concept, slightly different language. I love her language. She said, what happens is it's about allowing goodness its own speech. Allowing goodness its own speech. Now, I know, again, most folks watching online, I just want us all to say that together because it's such a good line. Ready? Allowing goodness its own speech. That is something to live. That is, if you're 18 years or older, tattoo worthy. We're really going to allow that kind of goodness. We're going we're to say, look, I'm going to cultivate it. I'm going to bring it into my life. I'm going to see life that way. And then I'm going to allow it to have its own speech. Folks, think about the difference, right? We can allow our problems in our life, our challenges, all those little things that are so hard. We can allow them to have their own speech. Fear. Anxiety, worry, despair. Or we can say, no, I'm going to make a decision. That, yes, those problems are there. I'm not going to ignore them. I'm not saying they are not there. They are there. And even within that, I'm going to allow goodness to have its own speech because that's what God is asking me to do. To allow goodness again and again to have its own speech. And we, we know the power of that. 
As many of you know, at New Church Live, we write these sermons in the round. We literally have a volunteer sermon writing team. And a beloved member of that team sent around a podcast a few weeks ago, and it was on this concept of awe based on a book, which has all kinds of deeply spiritual implications, obviously. And it was interesting. The way they researched to find out about this topic of awe was they collected 2,600 different stories, stories people had of where they had experienced awe. Now, out of those 2,600, ready for this, two dealt with money. (laughs) Think about that. So if you're thinking winning the lottery is the ticket for all of your happiness, well, it would help. It would help New Church Live if you donate some of that. But, you know, the idea that, right, that that's the ticket to happiness, not true. Not true. Because this sense of awe, interestingly, what they found, what they found by far and away, the biggest source of awe in the world was other people. My mind instantly went to, to nature, and nature obviously very big part of it. We'll be talking about that later on in this series. But this beautiful idea, folks, so incredibly important, is that what, what he found was he found, most people found awe in other people's courage, kindness, strength, or grit. When you see that in other people, like you see the kindness of those two little boys running together to embrace each other as friends, that's where we mostly experience awe. And it's, it's interesting, again, because this has obvious spiritual implications. I just think of this idea, again, of genuine, seen, recognized. This is, this is a beautiful line from Psalm 33. From heaven, the Lord looks down and sees all humanity, all humanity. From his dwelling place, he watches all who live on earth. He who forms the heart of all who considers everything they do. I, I love that idea of God forming all of our hearts which is, of course, why it resonates. Why you can have that same experience watching that video as I can have it, even though we've never discussed it before. Because that experience resonates in a very, very deep way. And folks, one of the beautiful parts about that is that it it moves us away from areas that are much more challenging. Again, we can look at other people's courage, kindness, strength, or grit. And that's very different than what a psychologist would call the self-conscious emotions. Now, there's a lot of emotions, right, we could list, but we're talking here the self-conscious emotions of embarrassment, shame, and guilt. And just hold those embarrassment, shame, and guilt up against that idea of courage, kindness, strength, and grit. Notice how they're oriented in a different way. If, if, if I'm looking for courage, kindness, strength, and grit, it's very much this outward looking. I'm looking out there into the world. But these self-conscious emotions, like, look at that phrase. Self-conscious. It's all about self. It's all about the other. Now, now there's, if we go back to that slide... I don't want to give anybody shame or guilt around having self-conscious emotions of shame and guilt, right? Because we all do. We all do. Today, all of you will probably wrestle at some point in time with one or all three, or maybe you'll go for the trifecta and hit all three. But isn't it interesting, that phrase self-conscious? Is that what we look up to? When you look at those people who you really admire, you go like, oh, they're terrific. They're so self-conscious. No, that's not how we do it. 
Instead, we look for the people who have courage, kindness, grit, strength. Because that's how you are made. You're made to seek out those things. Your inmost is made to resonate with those things. We're made to see it. We're made to resonate with it. And it's, it's important to remember, folks, with, with this, that, that, of course, Jesus had a message on this. You know, it's, it's an interesting question, right? Did, did Jesus ever stand in awe? You know, here's Jesus, God with skin on, God incarnate, the Messiah. And he comes down on earth, three-year ministry. And he doesn't come down on earth, again, being all that, being a Greek hero on top of a mountain. No, he, he comes down and shows this view of God that is Emmanuel, God with us. God with you, God with me, God with us, everything at this level. And there's many beautiful stories where he draws his disciples. His disciples were his followers. He had 12 of them who he was super close to, and then another couple of hundred who were sort of on the outer, outer edges of that. Many times in the Bible, in the, excuse me, in the New Testament, he draws those followers, he draws them together. He says, look, look at this. Look at this. He's, he's not talking about the miracle of miracles. He's not trying to change water into wine. He's not trying to heal the leper or give someone sight, though he does all those things. What he's trying to do, folks, he's trying to show them the miracle of witnessing life. The miracle of witnessing life. Witnessing those things we talked about, courage, kindness, strength, grit, one story, and I could have picked out any number of stories here. This is from Mark chapter 12, verses 43 and 44. The widows, it's the story of the widow's might. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. So what happens, context of this line, is Jesus is in the synagogue, and this widow goes up, and she just puts in her little offering, these mites. And I actually have a couple of mites here. I don't know whether we can pick that up on camera or not, because that is, that is, those are so super small. These tiny little copper coins. And what she did was she offered what she had. She offered what was hers to give. And here's Jesus saying, guys, pay attention. Pay attention to those who are giving what is theirs to give, who are giving from this deep sense of generosity, getting ties right back into those powerful parts that bring this sense of awe. And then the passage goes on. They all gave out of their wealth. And here Jesus is talking about other people who are giving, 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 giving. But she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. There's such power in that, Right? Because these, these disciples, folks, they, for the most part, I mean, a couple of them, a couple of them had, had powerful jobs. Most of them didn't. Most of his followers were Joe and Jane, bag of donuts kind of people. And can you see what Jesus is telling them there? Stand in awe. Find the enchantment. 
Watch the magic as people give what is theirs to give in the most humble of ways, as people give what is theirs to give, in the most humble of ways. That's powerful, because Jesus is always fighting this with his, with his followers. They, they sort of saw him as an earthly king, that they were gonna have all this stuff and all this power and all this prestige, you know, power, prestige, possessions, the big three. That's not what he's talking about here. It's talking about offering. It's talking about service. It's talking about this, this loving willingness to give what is ours to give. And, and, and I imagine them seeing that, and again, seeing that in a very, very enchanted way. And with, incredibly, with incredible beauty there. And we know when we see people just giving what is theirs to give. And the, how awe-inspiring that is. And we see people just doing the right thing. And there's incredible beauty. The beauty in doing just the right thing. Including haircuts. So I want you to take a look at this video. One dealing with a guy who has a simple offering of a haircut for at-risk, at-need kids. Take a look. Here you go. You do an awesome job, man. I'm so proud of you. Hey, stop. Stop? Yes. Stop? Okay. I'm gonna go. All right, ready to go? I won. This one? There we go. There you go, buddy. Here's the other thing you gotta wear. Stop. Now, Edgar. 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 Hey, my guy. You want to say hi to everybody? Hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> Good to see you again. You ready for <laughs> Ellison is, his personality by nature is a class clown. <laughs> And so if he knows what he's doing is making you laugh, he's going to continue doing it. And it just becomes this fun thing that he does. So once he saw the reaction from Vernon, I'm not surprised that he just continued it. I couldn't help but get a kick out of it. At one moment, Julie was like, Vernon, like, like, I'm sorry, Vernon. I'm like, no, no, no. But listen, it's, let, him, <laughs> let him do his thing. I, I will stop and go as many times as necessary to make sure that he has a, a great experience in the chair. And we get through it. I was not expecting it. He's never done that before. And I was trying really hard not to crack up. Um. <laughs> and go! And go! <laughs> I know what it feels like to be insecure. I know what it feels like to, to not be accepted. I know what it feels like to, to be looked over and looked past. I know all those things. And my own journey had started with me learning how to love myself, learning how to accept who I am and how I was designed and how I was designed to give and receive love. Being able to share that in principle with the children and with the families is what I'm bringing and what I enjoy sharing with them. If people come into all the situations being fully who they are, they'll be amazed at how beautiful friendships and relationships can blossom from that place.
that's, that's, a, that's, a great, that's a great video. It's a great way to kind of see how that widow's might work. It's like, folks, that video is this. That video are these small coins. Think of the value there. Think of the grace there. Think of, think of the power there. I think of the power, again, as, as we come back to that idea, yes, serving the good and the neighbor. I mean, it makes me teary. Like, that's what that guy was doing. That wonderful barber was serving the good in these handicapped children and serving the good in their parents. And through doing that, serving the good in the world. It's a widow's might that changes it all. It's a widow's might that's totally within all of our reach. Totally a way we can see the world and act out into the world. So friends, as we go into our middle song here, and this will just be a fun one you can share. Share a time when you witnessed someone doing the right thing and it left you in awe. When was the time you saw someone doing something? Like that, and it just left you in awe. It just was a small, little gift, a widow's mite. And it reminded you of the enchantment, of the magic of the world, and friends, what we can be, what we can be to each other.
cold space while you see what your heart has to say about me. There's no dotted line to sign away your freedom. I'll acknowledge you for what you do and keep strong. I'll always get behind you. Don't get me wrong. I don't ask for much. Just be honest with me. Just be honest with me, yeah. I don't ask for much. Just be honest with me. Who we are when love's what it wants to be. We are free and we are having the best day ever by far. Yeah, we are. Thank you. Hey everyone, this is your friendly reminder to make a donation to New Church Live. And it's super easy and there's a handful of ways. There's a QR code below, which will take you to the donate page, or you can text the word New Church Live, all one word, all lowercase to 77977, and you can make a donation that way. Or you can visit our website, www.newchurchlive.tv, and there's a donate tab there. Both places, you can set up a reoccurring donation or you can make a one-time donation and all of your support helps fuel everything that happens here at New Church Live. We're so appreciative. Thank you all so much for making a donation. Thanks. Thank you, Angela. So, so folks, there's, there's such beauty in that. I mean, just, uh, you know, coming back to an original response, somebody said with a little video with the toddlers, it filled my heart with joy and my brain with possibility. And I like that idea of, of these things fill us with possibility. Like we get a sense to see the possibility of life. I think if we want to understand what living in heaven is like and what it might be our call in terms of as in heaven, as the Lord's Prayer said, as in heaven, so upon the earth. I mean, that's what we're to do. We're to, we're to bring heaven down to earth. I mean, yeah, there's a heaven there and then, but we're to bring as much as we can humbly to the here and now. There's just power in that, right? Where, where again, we, where we see things not from the outside in, but from the inside out. Where you take that part that was moved by that video, and then you really work at living it out there into the world. It can make a huge difference in people's lives. It's backstage reading, reading some comments from different, different platforms, and, and one of our dear friends here who is who's on uh, hospice, he, was, he offered this great comment, which I just loved. I've been deeply moved and blessed by people sending messages from all corners of my life, going all the way back to childhood. See, see that's, that's a small thing, but it's a huge thing. It's a, it's a widow's might. Here's somebody, and they're just so honored by all the people connecting at this point in time in their life as they cross a threshold. That's where, folks, it's, 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 it's a felting. Like this idea of, of, of enchantment, of wonder, of awe, it's a felt thing. It'd be great, you know, as, as, a, as a pastor, it's, it's easy to kind of fall into sort of a professorial mode of, of lecture. And that's not really what this is about. It's really about 
Can we all share that felt sense? And can that in turn store, stir a remembrance within our souls? A remembrance of who for all time we were created to be. A remembrance of who we were created to be, who you are created to be. And maybe even allow this, you know, if you struggle with that a little bit. I think this is what God is saying. This kind of orientation towards life, this is, over eternity, who you will be. Who you will be. It's not a place of judgment. It's not a place of anger. It's not a place of, of ruminating thoughts just swirling around in our head. It's a place of simple being where we're not just witnessing the magic, but we're having the magic in our hearts and we're, we're seeing life from that perspective. Isn't it interesting with the word awe? We use the phrase standing in awe. I, I stand in awe. Because we know it's a place. We know it's this thing that we stand in. It's this water we can choose to swim in. Not every day. And in this life, folks, if, if you have three moments a week that you manage that, like you're doing better than most people. But can we do that? Can we find that? So I want to come back as we close here to that video of the little kids, but I want to set it up a different way. I want you to watch that video, but I want you to watch it with different eyes. These are the eyes I want you to watch it with. So let's, let's kind of get into that space. So everybody, big breath. And I want you to watch this video, and you know who's in it. You know there's the two little kids. You get to pick one. Pick one and be that person in this video. And just see the sense of awe from a little bit of a different place. So let's take a look again at that video of the two friends. <laughs> My friend, you are just adorable. That's a powerful place. That's a powerful place to be. Right? Because somebody had said, again, that idea of possibility. When we come from a sense of magic and awe, possibility just abounds. We come from all our problems, not necessarily so. And it doesn't mean, folks, again, that, that, that life is always going to be easy or problem-free. But somehow even those problems become a way to, to arrive at this deeper grace and deeper kindness of life. This awe, this magic, this enchantment. Anne Voskamp's beautiful words here, beautiful, beautiful words. When you are broken enough and tired enough and angry enough that you just cannot mold yourself, fix yourself, do better, be better, when you are just done, grace is lavished on you like nothing you have ever experienced. The world opens up, and I would say that's awe right there, 
and humility surrounds you and compassion overtakes you because you realize that life is just so hard and everyone is facing a hard battle. And instead of trying to be kind, you just become kind. And you become grace to others. Boy, there's, there's just such immense power in those words. Such immense power in those words. So, ad lib kind of closing thought here. What if, I mean, imagine your life lived that way. Where challenges were there, of course, and you know those challenges are there and they, they do humble us. They do ground us. They do get us back to who we actually could, actually were supposed to be versus running off in this direction, that direction. And what if that who we were actually supposed to from all time be was filled with wonder and awe? A choice of perspective where we chose, where we were choosing to see the world as enchanted, as magical, as filled with God. The one story building we talked about last week, not the two stories. One story, as in heaven, so upon the earth. Jesus walking with us. All those things. See, there's possibility there. We, we, we can truly, we can all truly live in that place. It's, it's not easy, folks. Right? It's not easy. But how well are all your thoughts about all your problems serving you? Are they helping you to be kinder, more gentle? more courageous, more kind, have more grit. I mean, maybe in some ways they do. But we need to keep coming back to who we were really created to be. And those problems are just that invitation to come back to what is actually true about humanity. But there's this inmost. And this, this inmost, this inmost part, let me just grab a little quote for you here. This inmost part, Listen to this little line here. This is again from Emanuel Swedenborg. The inner self contains nothing but good impulses and true concepts. That there, there is that, that part in all of us. It's, it's interesting, like a lot of, a lot of religion gets, gets, gets put out there as the idea of like humanity is just like so corrupt and so awful that there's no hope for it at all. Well, Christian New Church theology says, oh yeah, there's a lot of hope if we can see and recognize those, those deeper parts, if we can see and recognize that inmost, of course there's a part of us that's corrupt, that's no good, fears, anxieties, all that stuff. Yeah, of course that's no good. We want to get rid of it. It's not going with us. It's not a good travel companion. But there is something deeper and richer that is the best of travel companions because it is who you truly are. I mean, folks, that barber, that barber, they were exactly who they were meant to be. I mean, think about that. That guy goes to work every day, and it's not about cutting hair. It's about him being exactly who he was called, exactly who he was called to be, and the world's better off for it. That's, that's the kind of world I think we can continue to imagine stepping into, that kind of enchantment, that kind of grace, that kind of peace, that kind of love. So friends... Takeaway this week, real simple. Choose it. <laughs> Choose it as best you can, as humbly as you can, and as often 
as you can. Amen. What we're going to do now, friends, is we're going to close with a little prayer, then the Our Father prayer, then a blessing, and then a beautiful reminder with the last song about our need to just simply do this all together. So please join me in prayer. Lord, thank you for your presence here today. Lord, help us to live life in an enchanted way. Help us to see from the perspective of magic, of awe. Help us to see, again, that reminder, Lord, that you walk with us and you point out things like the widow's might, the faith of the centurion, the trust of the handicapped in the Bible, the grace of other disciples, the willingness of Nicodemus, and Lord, the beauty of each other. The beauty of each other. Help us to see that. Help us to celebrate that. Help us to witness to that. And in so doing, to find again and again the beauty of doing the right thing, the beauty of witnessing the right thing. Hear our prayer. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. As in heaven, so upon the earth. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you, bring you peace and bring you home. Amen. Have a great week, friends. Tumble and fall, or the mountains 
should crumble to the sea I won't cry I won't cry no I won't shed a tear just as long as you stand by me so darling darling stand by me oh stand by me yeah, come on, stand, stand by me, stand by me, oh darling, stand by me, oh stand by me, oh stand by me, stand by me. Whenever you're in trouble, darling, stand by me. Whoa, whoa, stand by me. Yeah, come on, stand. Stand by me. Stand by me. Thank you, everybody. Have a great week. Come back next week.